Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective honestly and respectfully. Hi, Tommy Attaway. Welcome to our new Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, a new series on Savvy Broadcast. We're so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Doing fine. I appreciate the opportunity to appear on your program. Oh, my gosh. You betcha. You've been on Doc Green, so he's been a guest of ours three times. Uh, he's a, a Texas nationalist as well and, and trying to do good things and get the word out in Texas and hopefully awake people out of their slumber because there's been a lot of slumber going on in the in the country in a whole. Um, but our topic today is Reclaiming Liberty, the Cost of Tyranny. And you've written two wonderful books that I, we defy, which I read, the other one, Independence, really talking about the idea of how you could actually become independent and break away from a tyrannical system, um, a.k.a. now the government. <laughs> um, but I'd like you to start by sharing a little bit about your back history. You have quite a history with our audience before we go jamming into all those awesome topics. Okay, well, I was born in a small town of Texas, in Texas. We had a stop sign, a stoplight, and a four-way flasher. Uh, my dad's football coach, and uh, one of your signs of success is you get to move to bigger and bigger cities. And so ended up in the Dallas area, where I went to high school, then went to Texas A&M, uh, was Army officer, uh, stationed in Germany for several years, um, then worked on Perot's campaign in 1992 as one of the staffers, uh, worked for Perot Systems, uh, doing technology, of course, uh, worked in Switzerland and in Europe, and um, then ultimately, as things got more and more serious, 
I decided that I needed to return to Texas and start to work on reclaiming our birthright that has been bequeathed to us by the founders of our nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it couldn't be a better time than, well, before now, but definitely now to uh, really get people to understand exactly what is liberty and what exactly is tyranny. Because I talk to people and they don't seem to think that there's any tyranny going on. It's like, what? I mean, so I put a mask on when I go in the store. It's not a big deal. It's just a mask. I'm like, dude, that's just one step, one teeny weeny step to many layers of tyranny. But share your perspective on on the current events. Well, we can think of tyranny as... Are you doing something because you're afraid to get in trouble or because you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should be the very easy uh, way to tell the difference. Uh, one of the things that our founders expected of us to do was to maintain a government under control that was responsible for maintaining our individual rights that is the role of government and when government ceases to do that it has to be fixed yeah and um that's where i think we are yeah yeah and it's not a pretty place uh so how do we begin to really awaken the slumber of people and get them to see that we're, we're really in danger and not just here i always say to my husband if we fall here in the united states and especially texas forget about it the rest of the world falls Uh, That's generally true, and one of the reasons for that is if we think about the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, we had men who had just fought a revolution against a very powerful government, Mm -hmm. and they were very serious and deliberate men, and so they built into the Bill of Rights everything that we need in order to do the same thing again if it were to be necessary. And think of it this way, Um, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, that's designed around allowing the people to have the ability to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so if we think of what do you need in order to fight a tyrannical government, you need to be able to do three things. You need to be able to communicate, you need to be able to organize, and you need to be armed in order to effectuate resistance should that be necessary. And so that's why we have the Bill of Rights structured as it is, because that is designed to maintain our ability to do those things. Yeah. And, you know, I think people just don't understand, oh, so there's some speech that's just not allowed. There's some hateful speech that maybe we just shouldn't have. And I've said to a good friend of mine a number of years ago who was talking about a comedian who was blaspheming God, and she's like, well, that shouldn't be allowed. In the 1950s, none of that would be allowed. And I said, well, I think God can take care of himself, for one. Number two, if we start banning certain speech or comedy or whatever it might be, then who's to say tomorrow is not your speech? And it very well will be one day if you start deciding. And who's the decider? That's the other thing. Precisely. And one of the best phrases I've heard is that free speech is hate speech. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because the point is that if you're going to have a free and open debate, it has to be pretty much unlimited. Uh, the, the caveat, of course, is that we should have a mutually respected conversation um, so that the relative truths and points can be shown and 
points validated or negated if they prove to be erroneous. Exactly. And and then you also mentioned the also the right to bear arms, the Second Amendment. Also, people who are maybe not too excited about guns or weapons will be like, well, what do you need that for in today's modern age? I mean, you know, we don't need weapons. We have police. And I, I'm, <laughs> and every single country, including Nazi Germany, the first thing the Nazis did was disarm the people. The same in Cuba and every single um, communist nation. They first went about disarming people. In fact, right now, the Taliban did the same thing when they took hold. They've disarmed or starting to disarm, go door to door and take away weapons from the citizens. Um, correct. And, you know, what we see in Afghanistan illustrates two things. One is that the Taliban were effective in taking the United States out of the country. And they did it without nuclear weapons, without jet fighters, okay, without any of this modern implementaria, just small arms. Mm -hmm. And because they had the will to do so and the will to win. Mm -hmm. The other point that I would like to make in this regard is that everything that the Nazis did to the Jews in Nazi Germany from 1933 to 1945 was legal under German law. Mm -hmm. Or as Jefferson put it, you get to the point where the law is nothing more than the tyrant's will. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's something to be, uh, I think it was a lawyer that told me many years ago, you have to realize that law is actually just opinion. And it depends on who's ruling. And if it's a fair and just society like we had been, then uh, that's great because now we're being, you know, we're looking out for all the citizens. But if it's a dictatorship or a tyrannical um, dictatorship, then the uh, so-called laws are going to be, yeah, one of my revelations in life was that as a non-lawyer, we tend to expect laws to be rational, somewhat consistent from law to law, and the whole thing to make sense. But once you realize well, the law can be anything that a bunch of legislators come up with, mm -hmm. um, you start to have a, a different view of the whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, share... So you can't give away your books. I don't want you to tell them what it's all about. But share what prompted you to write your two books. Um, I was uh, a guest on one program, and this was about Texas independence. And so the theme was, okay, why should Texas become independent? And what are the benefits of Texas independence? And we had some conversation on that line. Uh, basically, there's a 18th century political philosopher, a guy named Montiescu, and he makes the point that the larger the physical amount of territory you govern, the more tyrannical you have to be in order to be effective at governing it. And so if we look at the course of the world since the Second World War, it's been toward more countries with smaller populations. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a tendency toward liberty. Um, yeah, I think one of the uh, effects that, that independent Texas could have was that, you know, if you look at countries like Switzerland, Monaco, they're very prosperous, very successful. Um, people are, are very free. The, the governments are, are structured differently. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, well, why couldn't we return to something like that? You know, live without an income tax, without property tax. Uh, and, you know, what are the benefits of that? But I said that the thing that we're lacking is, well, what's the plan to get from where we are to where we need to be? Mm -hmm. And while I can write a big operations plan, because I used to be a plans guy in the Army, nobody's going to read that sort of thing. 
Yeah. But if I put it in the form of a story and a novel, well, then I might get a wider audience. And that was how we defy independence and what will be the third book in the trilogy Republic. Um, that's why they're there. It's to show the how it could be done. Mm-hmm. And one of the best uh, interviews that I've got from a fiction author, Frederick Forsyth wrote Day of the Jackal. Mm-hmm. He said, I deal in reality, which you might think of as strange for somebody who makes his living writing fiction. But then it dawned on me, that's why his fiction is so good, that when you read it, you say, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's my general thought when I, I um, was reading the first one. I, I hadn't even read the second one, but now I'm excited to hear there's a, yet another one coming on the way. So I've got to pick up Independence and crack into that. Um, but, you know, I'm wondering your perspective, being how nutty it's been the past four years, how do we begin to get back on track as a country? Now, I, I know you're a Texas nationalist and you're probably looking to take Texas completely away. But if we were to wake up the slumber of Americans, period, is that even possible or have we just gone way too far? Well, it's possible. And if you look at one of the strategies employed in We Defy was to set up situations where you force state and federal governments in conflict with each other. And so if the state politicians want to maintain themselves in office, they have to stand up to the federal government. And of course, it's much easier for us as citizens to influence local and state elections than it is a federal election to where these things are now so um, fraught with all kinds of special interest money that the citizenry is really put at a disadvantage vis-a-vis the federal office holders. Yeah. And you know what I'm really thinking? And for years, I, I've been, my husband and I have talked about this, that everyone gets so consumed with the presidential election or maybe sometimes the mayor in your city. But no one seems to think about the councilmen, the assemblymen, you know, all the little people that really make a bigger impact in your day-to-day l- life and the statutes and, and laws that come about in your locale. And so it really behooves people to really get involved with that and and pay less attention to, well, not completely disregard it, but don't become all-encompassing with just the higher levels of office. Well, I was doing some of the research for We Defy. Mm -hmm. It turns out there's a number of entrepreneurs out there who basically just do things and they ignore all of the laws and regulations that prevent them from operating their business and servicing their customers. And, you know, I thought, you know, that was pretty cool. And just think if you had like maybe a city or a county where that sort of thing became normal. Yeah. What sort of liberty you would have, um, what sort of economic prosperity you might be able to create. And so that played into the whole We Defy and Fredonia concept. Yeah. I love the name Fredonia. Uh, But let me tell you something, Tommy. The day I I was in Houston last March, uh, just before the whole shutdowns and everything like that, and I took a plane into New York. We got out um, LaGuardia Airport at like 10 o'clock at night, dead. I've never seen New York City dead. It was crazy. But, you know, and then the next day I went out, all the shops closed. It, It was like Twilight Zone. But the one thing I said to my husband is the only way that tyranny can work is if we all just say, yeah, sure, we'll just stay home two weeks, flatten the curve. Oh, mask, that's it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, four masks. Oh, one shot, two shots, three shots. 
you know, they just keep moving the goalposts. And the only way that it can really take hold is if we continue just to go along with it. If you, if all the states, like you said, just didn't, you know, decide to follow whatever mandates came from a tyrannical government and just said, we're going to go to work. The government in New York cannot tell us we're not going to go get our food and do what we have to do to feed our kids. We're going to go to work. If 8 million people in New York just went to work, boom, crisis over, done. Other states would look at it and be like, well, we're going to go to work. We're not going to sit home and, you know, watch Netflix all day long. I think it would have been vastly different if everyone just said, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the points here to make is that if we take the Fredonia concept, you know, what would have Fredonia looked like over the last 18 months? Well, nobody would have done anything differently unless for some reason you thought it was in your own self-interest to wear a face diaper, then you'd be perfectly free to do so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I want you to share where everyone get an awesome copy of your books and find out more about you. Okay. Um, I'm lucky in that Amazon still carries it. Uh, they have cut my royalties, and so I'm getting, I'm in the process of being deplatformed. But you can also walk into uh, or online from Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, any of the usual suspects, and order the thing. Uh, if you want one of the actual copies, or of course, it's a Kindle book as well on Amazon. Awesome. And you also have a tech company. Um, would you like to share more about that and how our audience, if they're interested in using it? Okay. So as part of the Fredonia concept, um, doing some business related things, one of which is the Fredonia technology company. And so what uh, the company does is it is an opportunity for especially conservatives who may be at risk of being deplatformed or somebody saying, well, we're not going to take your website. We're not going to let you have a website. We're not going to let you have an internet domain. And we will take care of this for you. And so this way you can keep yourself on the internet. You can keep your business on the internet. You can communicate. Um, you know, so we will not deplatform you. We can do everything from domain registration to operating your websites and technology. It's on equipment we own in a data center that's on property I own. So you're not at risk of having someone pull the plug on you. That's awesome. And uh, so they could just go there and get hooked up. What does it look like when they go there to sign up? Do they just call you or? Uh, there will be a contact form and the website is www.fredoniatc.net. And that's F-R-E-E-D-O-N-I-A-T-C dot net. And, um, you know, let us know what you need and we'll set about making it happen for you. Awesome. Well, Tommy Adway, I just have to thank you again. We could go on for hours, I'm sure. But you know, let's, um, I'd like you to leave the audience with just one last piece of advice for all Americans. If you could give them like, boom, this is my last piece of wisdom I'd like to leave you with. Okay. Um, you'll notice that on We Defy on the front is the Cross of Lorraine. This was the symbol of the French resistance uh, during World War II. And the point is the original saying in We Defy was in French, No Defion, and which is not only We Defy, but we're going to win. Hmm. And history is on our side. We're going to win. The only question is how difficult the struggle is going to be before that victory occurs. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Tommy Adway, for coming to Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or Savvy episodes, visit SavvyBroadcasting.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.